everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Trying to See Something with Taylor McCarley. The song that played in the intro is also featured in the outro. It's called We Can Make It by Dayon Green featuring the count. That song is available on all streaming platforms. So if you was feeling it, go ahead and give it a listen. Once again, the name of the song is called We Can Make It by Dayon Green. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this episode. And on this episode, I'm joined by my friend Jordan, and we're going to be discussing dating. There's so much that goes into dating, and I feel like everyone has different approaches and opinions to it. What works for some obviously might not work for others, which is why I think it could be so difficult. Intentions are not always known or clear, and, you know, I kind of feel like people always have a backup plan. So on today's episode, Jordan and I will get into a little of this and also cover other topics like the difficulties of dating in this generation, intentional dating, if sex can block a person's ability to see someone for who they are, and a lot more. But before we get into these topics, I want to go ahead and let Jordan introduce himself. You can say what you do, what you like to do. You just got to let the people know which character you're most like and think like a man to kind of give them a perspective of where you might be coming from. What's up, everybody? I'm Jordan, 24 years old. Coming on here today, try to not drop some knowledge on y'all about relationships. I've experienced them throughout my college life and now being out in the real world post-college. I love sports, entertainment, that kind of thing, really into music as well. So I feel like I'm a well-rounded person. And to answer her Think Like a Man question, I would say I probably have qualities from the guy Zeke, who was the self-proclaimed player, uh, the mama's boy who Terrence J acted as. And then I would say the other one would be the dreamer, who was Michael Ely. He was a chef in the movie. I think if you put those three together, it probably spit me out. Okay, well, we got somebody admitting to be a little player. So everybody sit back, turn the volume up, <laughs> and get ready as we try to see something. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So do you think it's harder to date in our generation? I definitely do. There's a lot of factors that go into that. You know, this is the age of social media. It's become such a huge part of all of our lives on a daily basis. I mean, you got Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that and more. So oftentimes people see what's posted on social media and then they kind of hold up their situations to what they see on social media and what they think is the, I guess, standard. But in my opinion, that shouldn't be the case because a lot of that stuff isn't realistic. Like what people show on social media isn't always what's actually going down in reality. People tend to only show the good parts of their lives and don't show the struggle or the negatives that may be present. And then on top of that, You also have what we see in movies, television shows, a lot of scripted things that you really wouldn't encounter in real life when there aren't cameras around or people mic'd up. So, yeah, relationships are definitely harder now. And I think that makes it harder on us to have successful ones because we're kind of fighting against a standard that isn't reality. And you got to kind of find a way to please whoever your partner is, but... I guess, have a good enough communication or trust to know that, you know, our situation is unique to itself 
and it might not be what you see on social media compared to others, but we can make the best out of it as long as we're on the same page, that kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. I also think communication is a serious issue. Just, I think people just need to be honest on what their intentions are and say it directly instead of like beating around the bush. I think that could save like everyone a lot of time. I also think it's important for women to remember and accept that you can't change no one. I think a lot of women kind of think that they could change a guy or make him a better man, but really that guy has to want to be better for himself. He's not, I don't think men change for women. I think they might better themselves, but I don't, they're not going to fully change for a woman. They have, for the change to last, I think it definitely has to be because they wanted it to, not for someone else. I mean, well, yeah, you, as a man, you would have to, at some point, buy into it and be like, you know, this is something I genuinely want for myself. But I disagree with the part that you're saying they won't change for a woman. Like, if you, me as a man, I know if you want the woman bad enough, you're going to make whatever needs to happen, happen. Yeah, but for how long does that last? She pissed you how off. How long does and the now, change last? Yeah, like she pissed you off and now what? Oh, shoot. I, I mean, didn't change for myself, so now I think the natural thing to do is go back to what it was that I was doing. Nah. So, I mean, yeah, when you boil it down, there are some dudes out here that are going to have superficial motives or whatnot. But I think that's really just a generalization. Like, that's, in my opinion, that's a small percentage of men. Or at least the men I know. Like, that's you putting in too much work to make meaningful change and then just throw it out of the window when something doesn't go your way. So what happens if that woman, I don't know, breaks up with them, breaks their heart? Now what? Does it go back being to the man that he was? See, now that's that's when you get into a little sticky area. Because if the, if the woman breaks up with him, or she say she cheated on him or something, whatever she did broke his heart. That could be like a trigger. Like at that point he might go completely off the rails and turn into something worse than whatever he had already grown out of, which ideally isn't the way it should happen or it should play out. But, you know, everybody has a different way of handling emotional trauma, I guess you can say. Uh, So it, it would be very possible that they could start taking that out on the next woman if it went down like that. Mm. So that's like, yeah, that is a real gray area. But, other than maybe that happening, I think definitely dudes out here can change for a woman and it'd be like legit change and not just kind of like faking to make it kind of thing. Mm, I think that's interesting. I also think there's a lot of underdeveloped men that like a challenge or a chase. That part, I don't know if that part is so much generational, but... I do think that might be an issue within dating in general because now women have to play hard to get because this man, you know that the man kind of prefers like that chase or that challenge. Well, before I completely address that, what do you mean exactly when you say under, what was the word? Underdeveloped? Yeah. What does that mean? Like they're not grown up. Like that's some kid stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so you're saying they... They're not mature. Yeah. They're still childish. All right, that's true. I mean, you can find that which with either sex. But in terms of wanting a chase, I would have to disagree. I think it's the other way around. If anyone wants a chase or plays hard to get, 
it, it nine times out of ten it's probably gonna be the woman. No, I that. think women play hard to get because men want to chase them. Some, not all men, but like the men, like men like a challenge. And so if it, if a woman is really easy, it's like, oh, I could get her easily. All right, cool. Now on to the next. But if a woman is making a man kind of like fight for her or like chase her, that's what they like. We'll see, but. Some of that ain't completely bad, cause in my opinion, if you if you're willing to put that work in and chase a woman, then that do mean you got some level of a standard instead of just wanting the next easy little thing out here. Cause if I mean if that was the case, why would you? Ain't no point of putting in no work if you could just get it easy like that. You can put in work and show someone that you care without it being like a chase or a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like. So let me ask you this then, if. I feel like if we do make it a challenge or we look at it as we got to chase it, that's because, like you said, y'all play hard to get. So isn't that the cause? No, I think we have to do that because you all, because of the way that you all act. And and how is that? (laughs) Like, I have a friend, right? I'm talking to him. Okay. And he's like, yo, like, like to chase, like, I like a challenge. Multiple of my friends, male friends, have said like they like a challenge, whether that is getting a girl to open up or getting into her pants or whatever the case is. It's a challenge to them, and they like it. Okay, I mean, I've I've heard that before too. And then but, sometimes once they get whatever it is that they're trying to get, that's all they want, and then they're gone. That's you got that from your experience of what you've seen your friends do. Oh yeah, or what my friends tell me. Okay. So what I was going to say is what I learned growing up is that anything worth having in life ain't going to be easy to get. So necessarily wanting a challenge and wanting that chase, it don't have to be a bad thing. But if they do what you just said, which is once they get there, get what they want, and then they just hit the road, then yeah, that's when it's a problem. But I personally, I don't have a problem with... uh, I mean, I it do it can cause some mixed signals if a girl plays hard to get intentionally, but I don't have a problem with it feeling like a challenge because, like I said, if you if something is real real easy to get, it's probably not going to be worth having. Yeah, or it, something that's going to satisfy you for long. Like if that's just like a quick fix for real. So do you do you like a challenge? Would you prefer a girl that you a girl that you want? Would you prefer her to kind of make you work for it, whatever it is that you trying to get? I would say when it boils down to it, I probably would prefer the challenge over some girl that I would have to put no work into at all, just because for me the reason would be once you got it and y'all situation worked out or whatever it was you wanted from her there would be some kind of like satisfaction, like, yo, I put that work in, I deserve it at that point. And what happens if you don't get it? Now you're disappointed, you put in all that work. And well, yeah, that's, you just, that's like failing the test. Like now you got an F. And now you hurt because you put in so much work when really you could have just figured out if the feelings were mutual on both ends before overdoing yourself. True. That's like perfect case scenario. That's, you can't expect that to happen every single time you out here meeting somebody and start dealing with somebody new. Like, of course, we were all, I think we all would love for it to play out that way, but 
And these days... But that's what I'm saying. Ain't. I'm saying like some men don't. Some men don't what? <laughs> want it to play out that way. They want to chase the woman. Like my friend was literally telling me like, like some men like being told no. For me, it would depend on what I'm being told no about. Like if you mean no in terms of like when I first meet a girl, she reject me first. And then I got to keep trying to go back and mm. pretty much bother her into entertaining me. Nah, that ain't my way. I mean, I know some people like you saying. Yeah, that's what that's I'm it. Doing. But that's a different type of chase to me. What, what kind then, of chase is now, that? Now that's shaky because what if it ain't she playing hard to get? What if she genuinely not interested? Now you you pretty much harassing her. But sometimes I think some women, if you keep doing stuff like that, some women usually bite in. Or feed in, or whatever you want to call it. Like, they give in. And like, oh, well, let me just see what he's talking about. So my question to you as a woman would be, what is the cause of y'all having that change of heart or change of mind from the initial reaction of, I'm not really going to entertain this dude to go from, oh, give him a chance now. What, what causes that? It's probably just consistency. But like, only, I don't think all men can do it. It has to be like the right type of consistency. I think it has to be like nobody wants anything that's annoying. That's I don't think anyone's tolerating that. But like, you know, just checking in, like say I was in a relationship, right? You can't tell though through social media. So maybe the man don't know. He hit me up. I tell him I'm in a relationship. All right, cool. He leave me alone. Then maybe he checked back in a few months later or whatever the case is. And then maybe I'm not in that relationship, but I'm not ready to go out on dates or anything. So he's like, all right, cool. Then he checked back in a few few weeks or months later. I think that type of consistency is all right. It's respectful. But I think the annoying type, nah. I think if you're respectful with it, you have more of a chance. When you break it down and present it that way, I would definitely agree. I think that's a real logical stance so yeah I think that's a good point made and then that just takes me back to earlier when I was saying at the end of the day me as a man and probably a lot of other men will agree and say we'll probably take the chase just because that'll be more worth it in the long term like you put that work in there's a more there's more satisfaction that you feel in the end if you achieve what you were trying to get now, the the motives behind that can be different for each man. But for me, I think they would always probably be genuine because I'm not going to waste my time over something that would be just temporary. So let's say you have a crush, right? Okay. Your crush likes you. So everything is cool. Like, you don't got to chase her. You both have an understanding that you feel in one another. You wouldn't want that situation. You would rather No, nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't turn that down. Or would you rather have a crush? You know that you like her, but you don't know if she's feeling you. So you just hitting her up or whatever and she's just playing hard to get. Which one would you prefer? I got a question though before I answer that. Are these <laughs> happening at the same time? Like are these two different women in my life and I'm being faced with that scenario. Yeah, around. two different women, same time. If they happen at the same time, that makes it tough. And the reason I say that is because 
in the back of your head, you always know that you got pretty much a short thing who is the girl that you know likes you. You probably express the same thing back to her. And you know that there's something there that you could have. But then you got the other one who's either she's playing hard to get or you don't have a read on her just yet. But it's somebody you you feel pretty into, you're attracted to, that kind of thing. And you're pretty much just trying to win her over. And I think that is a situation where the chase will win out because the safe option, it ain't going to go nowhere. So you want to go after the unknown pretty much. You don't even know if the second girl even like you. You just know that that's your crush. And she's not telling you straight up no, but you don't know if she's feeling you either. Right, but it's the it's the curiosity aspect. Me not knowing is going to make me want to find out, especially if I went at the woman first and I already think she's attractive. You know, if I've been around her enough, she got a cool personality or whatever. Now I want to know, like, why Why is it that you're not giving me no play or why is it that you're playing hard to get? I need to find out why. Like, if you got a dude, that's cool. Then I know how to carry that situation. But if you're single and you're open to be with somebody, that opened up a whole new can of worms right there. So that's when the woman that's considered the safe option, she ain't even do nothing wrong, but... That's when it, it kind of, you get pushed to the side for a little bit until they find out what's going on with that chase, per se. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Uh, I like the way you put that, though. I think that's real. I think that is what really be going on with men. Possibly women, too, to be honest. But I agree. I agree. I've seen it. It, it definitely go both ways. Because I feel like, on the other hand... I think it's easier for women to get bored quicker than it is for men. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you are a woman. But just from what I've seen, you know, I grew grew up with an older sister. So I've seen her interactions with men. I think y'all get bored pretty easily. Like, y'all don't want the chase per se, but y'all want... I think y'all do like a dude chasing after y'all. Like, y'all don't want to be the ones doing the chasing, but y'all like how it feels to have a dude chasing after you, as long as it ain't that annoying level that you was just talking about. I think that's underdeveloped women. Like, grown women, I don't... Like, nobody... It's games. Nobody... I'm tired. Nobody wants to be playing games, you know? Okay, but how is it games if the dude is, like, really making it clear that he's interested in you? If I'm interested in him, then I wouldn't make him chase me. Like, I don't think that's necessary. We're two grown people. I don't think neither of us should be doing any chasing. I think putting in work to make it work is important, but I don't think chasing is necessary. I'm going to throw an example at you real quick, just because I think you kind of, I think you're downplaying it a little bit. So you used to be an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. You played basketball. As a basketball player, when you was in your heyday, would you rather play the team that you know you're going to blow out or the team that you know is pretty much on y'all level and it's going to be a tight game? You do know sports is different than relationships. I'm, can you answer it's the question before I get to my why point? Am I, why am I competing? <laughs> can you answer the question before I get to my point? I would say, give me the close game. But yeah, for sure, give me the close game. But why the close game? Because it feels better when you win. 
when you win, and you get more out and of And you're invested, right? Yeah, but... So you see how that goes to what I was saying? No, because competition and sports is not the same. I'm not competing for no man. This isn't the bachelorette. This isn't the bachelor. It's not... I'm not doing it. I'm not saying that you would do the chasing or the competing, but I'm telling you as a man yeah, why that is appealing to us. It sounds extremely, extremely sick for real. But going back to my comment on how some women think they can change someone... How important is it that you fall for the person for who they are and not their potential? Do you think it's easy to ignore red flags and just fall for a person's potential? I think it's very important to, you know, base your decision off what you can see and sense because potential is something that, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's not, it hasn't come to fruition and it's not a guarantee that it ever will. So... Unless you are just really confident in that person and you can see like the change starting to root and them starting to grow into what they're capable of being, it's kind of tough to just bank on it ever happening and sitting around because ain't no telling how long that process can take. And then on top of that, when you factor in red flags, that can that can halt that development as well. Like there's no telling whether the red flags will outweigh what their potential could be. So once you see those red flags, it's definitely something that you shouldn't forget. I mean, don't hold it against them 100% and like not give them any chance at all. But red flags are something you shouldn't ignore. Like, of course, give them a chance to prove themselves for who they actually are. But yeah, red flags are something you have to keep in mind because they have the, I feel like they have a tendency to show back up in pretty important stages. So if you've seen it once, it's very possible that you'll see it again. So you might want to address it the first time you see it and make that something that y'all communicate with each other. Because then it could be something that gets worked on rather than just sweeping it under the rug and never speaking on it. Yeah, I think as people or maybe I should say some people, some people just want to see the good in everyone and... Um, so I think you overlook the red flags and make excuses for them when really they're showing you like exactly who they are, you know, so it is what it looks like. And I know I've kind of been guilty of that in the past of like creating something in my head of someone that wasn't really what they were showing me. And I think one way to kind of get away from that is to just to take your time when getting to know people or... You know, maybe just even be strictly friends for a little while to kind of like see all those red flags without being so head over heels for them that now you're kind of ignoring them or like a big red flag to you might not feel like as big of a red flag because you like them so much. I can't disagree with that. I mean, that's that's the logical way to go about it. The thing is, I'm I'm the type of person that is a firm believer in that everything happens for a reason. So... I mean, I think people deserve second chances, and I do myself look to see the good in people, but it's it's very hard to rely solely on potential. Like, if I decide that I'm going to go and be like, you know what, they could really turn into be something great, I would have to have, like, there got to already be something in place that's compelling me to do that. Like, it can't be all negative, and then you know what? They could potentially be this. There's no way I'm sticking around for that. I know that for a fact. But but like, what if you're like head over heels for the girl, and like you're not even noticing that? I think a lot of people 
don't even notice that they're really falling for someone's potential and not who it is that they're showing that they are. Because they get too into it, I think, too fast. It's not all situations, but some situations. They get too into it too fast. And now they can't even see these red flags because they're so, like, head over heels over someone. Now, that's a dangerous spot to be in because, like you said, at that point, you're not even you're not thinking clearly no more. You're not seeing reality for what it is. I personally have never been that. I don't even want to call it head over heels. I've never been that. I guess another way to say it would be starstruck, or like quick to get into something. Maybe yeah. Me, I'm. I I consider myself to be a patient person. Like a lot of my friends, probably move at a quicker pace than I do. But that's because I, in my head, I'd just be having a lot of questions. So I would like to see how stuff play out first before I jump into something full string. So I don't, for me, it's tough to say that the red flags would catch me. But I have seen people around me get caught up in that. And it's because exactly what you said, they they let their emotions do the decision-making for them. And if you go off of that, nine times out of ten, it probably ain't going to be a good result for too long. For sure. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think sex blocks a person's ability to see someone for who they are? Oh, 100%. Men men and women? Yeah. That's without a doubt. Which is why I have to completely respect anyone who stays away from sex for however long they want. Because that's one of the biggest things that can cloud judgment right there. Mm -hmm. From what I've witnessed... And I guess experience myself, once sex comes into play, the logic on both sides usually changes up very drastically, I would say. Like, that's a, a true test of self-control, is staying away from the sex. But then once you decide that that's going to be part of y'all thing to, I guess, decide if y'all are going to be permanent or not, that is just a, it's a different ballgame. And the reason I say that is because... If the sex is pleasant, that can be a fuel to kind of go back to what we were talking about, clouding judgment, ignoring red flags, and then buying into potential. Good sex could, that could be a reason why you would do something like that. And then on the flip side, if the sex is bad, a person who was really worth your time and could have been a very good match for you could just lose their shot right off of that, depending on how much emphasis you place on the importance of sexual pleasure. And I think that is something nowadays in our society that it holds a lot of weight. So I think in some cases it's a good decision to hold off on that because then you prevent that from being a factor right away. But if you decide to just dive right on in, those are certain things that you have to have some caution about because like I said, it could be a key decider very early in the process depending on when y'all make that decision with each other. I also think sometimes people stay in toxic situations because they feel connected through sex or sometimes just intimacy in general. But sometimes when you're stuck in these type of situations, you might not be connected anywhere else. So like I was saying, like the flags, because the sex can create an attachment. So now a red flag that might be a big deal to you is like, ah, no, nah, actually, it's it's all right. Like, this is fine. 
because you have this attachment, which really shouldn't even be a real attachment if you're not even connected anywhere else. So I think, like you said, the whole, it does cloud people's judgment for sure. I just wonder, like, what you think is the best way to kind of not allow it to do that? If you are going to be sexually active with the person? Yeah, like, maybe you don't want to wait to marriage, but you still, you don't want the sex to cloud your judgment. That's a tough one. I would say you would probably have to not literally put a limit on the sex, but you would have to, there would have to be some kind of understanding that, you know, just because we linking up don't mean that there's going to be sex. So do you think there's a such thing as having sex too early? Yes, depending on what it is you're looking for. If you want like a relationship. Yeah, yeah, that That's real. I don't know. I can't like pinpoint when is the right time. I feel like that would be different for mm-hmm. each scenario. But I feel like the best time is when you yourself feel like you're ready. Mm. Like once you get that feeling that, you know what? This person is somebody who hasn't shown me red flags or shown that they're not deserving of that. Mm -hmm. That's when it's probably a good time. Well, not probably a good time, but that's when it could be a good time to move forward and take that next step and what the relationship would be. Now, a lot of people don't do that because, you know, attraction is real. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's another thing that you got to fight. It ain't even always the other person. It could just be you. you really that attracted to them, and you can't say no. So mm-hmm. that's something else to fight off. But at that point, it really just comes down to self-control. I feel like everybody's level of self-control is different. I think that comes a part of maturing. Like I said earlier, we all mature at different rates. So, I mean, you know yourself better than anybody else. And if you know you're not ready to put yourself in a situation where that kind of temptation could present itself, then maybe it ain't the best idea for you to be diving in that deep just yet. Mm -hmm. I agree. I do think self-control is a huge part of it. And then just like being honest with yourself on what you think the sex might do to you. If you know you're a type of person that gets attached fast once you have sex with someone, then... I think it's best for you to, you know, just like think about it before you let that happen. I think just being honest with yourself is a huge thing. Yeah, self-awareness and keeping honest with yourself and the other person is always very important. But on top of that, you want to have a good circle of whether it be friends or family around you that you can talk about these things with and they'll give you that honest opinion back. They're not going to be like, just automatically agree with you. They'll let you know when you're in the wrong or when whatever the situation is that might be appeasing to you isn't the best thing for you, even though it might seem like it could be. So you need those people around you that will be honest at all times, especially when it comes to things like this. So they can keep pretty much keep you grounded, keep you steady and help you avoid your judgment being clouded and falling into that trap of looking past the red flags or doing something that could potentially be bad for you further down the road. But when it boils down to it, me being honest with myself and then being honest with y'all as I'm on this podcast right now, 
I'm the type that, you know, I'll, I typically won't seek advice from others, but if I do, I oftentimes I ain't going to take your advice if it doesn't align with what I want to play out. Like, if I already got a thought in my mind of what I want to do for myself, I'll ask you your opinion. You could tell me it's a bad idea or that I'm messing up. But, you know, I'll hear that and listen to you and then still go and mess up. I mean, and that's just a way for me to learn the hard way. I mean, it's something I put myself through, but I'm just very strong-willed and strong-minded in that way. And I know there are a lot of people out here who kind of operate the same. So the best advice I can give in that scenario is try not to be like me. (laughs) Try to take the opinion of those who you ask seriously because a lot of times they are trying to genuinely help you out and it'll help you having to learn that lesson the hard way and it'll save some time because you'll prevent that mistake from happening ahead of time. Yeah, that's true. How would you do in that situation? Would you consult some other people? I think I'm similar to you. I probably would, but I probably at the end of the day do whatever it is that I want to do. See, that's probably that's probably the Leo in us. Yeah, Jordan, a fun a fact. <laughs> Jordan and I got the same birthday. I'm just one year older, so we're actually kind of pretty similar. Yeah. So don't be like us in this situation. <laughs> if you ask somebody for advice, try to use that advice unless they don't have your best interest at heart. But make sure that you got people around you that's going to look out for you. That's my best advice when that situation come up. Okay, let's transition over into intentional dating, which is basically just dating with a plan or purpose. I'm kind of excited to talk about this because I think it's important if marriage is what you want and the ultimate goal. Are you a fan of intentional dating? Or do you think while you're young, you should casually date as much as possible? This has always been a tough one for me to kind of dive into because I've known for a while now that my definition of dating is pretty different from the average person. And it doesn't really line up with what the popular opinion would be. What's your definition? So in my mind, what you're presenting right now, to me, that would be considered talking. Yeah, I just think we're older now that I don't believe in talking anymore. You tell me what you think talking is, and then I'll tell you what, to me, it really is. Talking is like, I think this is like a younger term. So like when we were, I don't know, high school, college, talking is... Oh, we're texting, we talk on the phone, we go out on dates, but we're not together. We're not in a relationship. Yeah, essentially, that sums up a lot of what talking is. I'll break it down like this. You meet somebody, y'all establish that, y'all think each other is attractive, you know, y'all kind of vibing, y'all like each other's energy, and y'all want to pretty much learn more about the other person and see what could possibly come about it, so... You exchange numbers, y'all start hanging out, that kind of thing. But nothing has been determined in terms of whether it's going to be exclusive or not. Like, both of y'all are still keeping your options open. You're still learning more about each other. You're not necessarily tied down to each other just yet because it's still very early. So, I mean, y'all are still free to do as you please. You respect the other person, of course. Y'all spend time together. But that's not... It hasn't progressed into dating yet. That's just talking. Now, when you get into dating, dating to me is when exclusive comes into play. And y'all are either officially now in a relationship or you've established that 
we're only going to deal with each other right now, even if we don't have a title attached to it. So in response to what you were saying and the question that was proposed, I don't think it's possible or it should be allowed for you to date more than one person at a time. If we're talking about my definition, because in my head, if that's what you're doing, it's just another form of cheating. So when you're 30 years old, you're going to say, oh, I just talked to Bria. No. So what's Wait, the difference? Wait, am I? So what are me and Bria? You, whatever you described the first thing when you were like talking, going on dates. So I met Bria and we went out. That's what it is? Yeah. So like what I think is like as we get older, all this texting all day and talking on the phone, that doesn't, I don't think that happens as much. It's more so you going out on dates versus we're talking all day and we'll go out on dates uh, maybe once a week or something. I think as we get older, it's more so we text randomly and we'll talk on the phone and then we'll go out on dates maybe two, three times a week. So then as we grow older, I think that would turn into you're seeing someone. I think that's dating. I think there's dating, there's courting, there's marriage, there's casually dating. So what's casually dating? To me, casual dating isn't a thing. Because like I've been saying, once you get to that dating stage, it's either a full-fledged relationship or it's already been established that y'all are going to be exclusive. So looking at it in those definitions, nothing about that could be casual. It's now become serious if we're under that dating stage as far as my definition. I mean, I'm going to keep saying it. The way I see this is probably very unpopular. A lot of people might not agree, but I feel strongly about it. I felt this way for quite some time. And I feel like if you really take in how I'm breaking it down and what I'm saying, it does make logical sense. You just maybe haven't seen it or heard it labeled or spoken to in this manner before. But it, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that goes on. You really listen in. It makes sense. It relates to what we see happen with relationships nowadays. So that's why I feel like this is the proper definition. What about intentional dating? Do you believe in that or no? Because... When you say intentional dating, you mean like the the ultimate goal is for it to eventually turn into marriage, right? Uh, I think that's more so courting. I think like intentional dating is just like I have a plan or there's a purpose of us dating. I definitely believe in intentional dating, and that is something that should be communicated. But there is a time and a place to communicate that. I wouldn't say, you know, pull that out on the first date and hit them with that right off the bat. You just got to give it a little time, fill out the situation, and then let that be known. But yeah, intentional dating is meaningful. I think it's important because at that point, you know, you pretty much know what you want in life, what exactly you're looking for. And it it needs to be known whether or not y'all are on the same wavelength. Because if not, then whatever it is y'all were trying to make happen, it ain't going to go but for so far. I think that should be, yeah, like you said, communicated very early, very early. What date are you laying that on the table? I think the first date. Like, what is it that you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. What am I, 25 now? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> no, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. 25 is not old, but Yeah, but continue. like for women, but like if I'm 25 and I'm single, I don't know, maybe I need to be in a relationship with somebody for like two, three, four years before we get engaged and then you're engaged for like a year. And then what? You get married, right? Maybe you don't want to have babies right away. You want to grow to marriage. So that's like another year. And now as women, we have biological clocks where like you kind of got to have babies by a certain age anyway. So I think like at this age, at 25, yeah, like if marriage is what I want, then I'm going to make it known. I'm not going to do it in like a scary way to like, you got to marry me type. Nah, but like I think it's important to make it known if that's what it is that you want. Because some men are not even looking for that. And that's fine, but I'd rather not waste my time. You know? Yeah, it's very respectable. I think that's just a, a common decency that should be had. Is don't just don't waste nobody's time. Don't waste yours, don't waste the other person's because that's messed up. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't say as early as the first date is when this needs to be laid on the table, but as long as you communicate it somewhere along the line and don't let things go too far before it's spoken on, y'all should be good. And then you find out if they're on the same page with you or not. Yeah, but I also know that everyone isn't called for marriage. Like, of course, everyone doesn't want to be married. So I think if you're a person that's, or if you're like even still a person trying to figure out what it is that you like and don't like, I think by all means, it's healthy to go out and casually date until you kind of figure that out. But some people know exactly what it is that they want, what they're going to tolerate, what they don't want. And if they want to be married, I think for people like that, it's important to just communicate that up front and just let it be known for real. Just communicate that up front, let it be known, and don't waste your time on any on anything less. I know you didn't ask this, but I know there's people out there wondering why is it that people within a situation like that tend to not speak on something up front. And I know, well, I would assume that a big part of that is that, you know, if you know you got something to communicate that you feel whoever it is that you like or you're into isn't going to agree with or look too fondly upon, mm. it kind of it's going to scare you a little bit to share that because you don't want to risk putting at danger whatever it is y'all already have going on or what you think it could become or grow into. Mm. I would say I agree with you. I know I've been in like a situation similar where I kind of knew what it was that I wanted and my stance on it changed from what it was in the beginning. And I didn't really communicate that to the person because I kind of knew his stance on it. But I think the reason I didn't want to communicate it because I didn't want it to end per se, I guess. So now that you have that experience under your belt and we're looking back on it, do you think you would ever put yourself through that again or find yourself in a similar situation? No, I'm not doing that no more. Like, I'm too old. Like, I'm not I'm not tolerating that stuff. I'm not. I think now I've learned that it's very important to just communicate what it is that you're feeling or what you want at all times. Even if it changes from what it was in the beginning, I think you have that right. And I've learned that if my stance on something changes, then I'm going to make it known. 
no matter how much it is that I'm feeling the person. Because I'm over, I think I'm over wasting my time for real. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, can definitely respect that. But I think that's key for all of us, you know, when we go through stuff like that. It comes down to how you handle it moving forward. Like, what did you take away from that Mm -hmm. instead of repeating the same old mistakes over and over again? Because I think that's pretty common on how people end up hurt. You just keep going down the same path where they keep being attracted to the same type of person who mm-hmm. does similar things. So, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't even notice it, that they're falling down the same path or, like, at some point, you're the problem. If you keep falling for the <laughs> same type of dudes, like, it's you. Like, you're the problem. So. Well, then that's why I say you got to keep people around you who going to be honest because... You always, if you're in the situation, you always not gonna see it. So somebody from the outside looking in will have to be like, "Yo, like it's not the people you dealing with is is you." Mm-hmm. And then that risk, how you gonna take that when you're told that it is you that you are the problem? Everybody can't handle that kind of criticism or honesty. So I think a big part of dating, especially now, is your mental game got to be pretty strong, but you also got to be mature because like you're saying, being underdeveloped, that's what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. That can hurt coming from either whoever you're dealing with or if you yourself aren't where you probably need to be in terms of maturity. So I think you made a good point sitting that out there. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we wrap up, we're going to get into lineups and rosters real quick. Do you prefer to talk to multiple women or date multiple women while single? And if so, why is it that you like to do that? I would say selfishly, it is nice too, just because now you're really giving yourself a better chance of seeing what's you know what's out there, and what the differences are, and what you prefer for yourself, mm-hmm. like who who you will want your partner to be. But I don't, that's not like a a requirement for me. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hold off on somebody just because they were the only one that I was talking to. Like hold off on them to try and find a roster. Mm. Like if I just got one person and they're meeting my needs and you know we're hitting it off and I think they could be a good match for me, I'm not going to hold back on that and keep that from blossoming into something that could be worthwhile. But like I'm saying, if the opportunity presents itself and I do just happen to have a lineup, for me, selfishly, yes, that would be a nice luxury to have. Well, do you think people use like lineups and rosters to kind of like protect themselves if the person that they like, of course, usually like when people have rosters, they have at least a favorite on that team. Right. And I think... (laughs) Some people might use or like to talk to multiple men or women because just to have a backup plan in case the person that they want the most don't work out. Oh, yeah. That that exists, and that exists pretty commonly. Like I was just saying, that's not really my style in terms of what my outlook is on a lot of things, but people do that, and I think, yeah, they do do it as a, a protection plan for mm-hmm. themselves. But the tricky thing about a roster is the people or the person that's high on your roster, if they have a roster of their own, they could turn around and you not even be one of their top choices. So 
that's when it gets a little messy, and that's when communication is probably your best bet because if it if that is a the situation, then you in for some disappointment when it boils down to it. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something you probably want to address. I mean, I don't know if you're just going to come flat out and say, hey, I got a roster, do you got one? Or that kind of thing. <laughs> but this is what comes along with having a roster in place. I think that they're definitely used. One of the reasons why they can be used is to protect yourself, right? Nobody kind of wants to get too caught up on something that you don't even know if it's going to be official. So I think it could be used to protect yourself. I also think, like you said, it can also be used just like to get to know different types of people to kind of figure out what it is that you like. But for me, I know kind of what it is that I like. And I know like a lot of my friends are kind of similar. And so usually I think, I don't know if I want to say women or just like my friend group, but I would say that if we were to have a roster, say it's like, three or four men, right? There's only, Usually it's only one person that you really, really want or really want to talk to or really want to be with. And so I think if that person isn't giving you the attention that you want, that's when the other people come into play to kind of like take your mind off of it. But for me, and I would probably say like my friend group, I don't think we will be very consistent in talking to those other people when the person that we want isn't really giving us the attention that we want, if that makes sense. Like, you want to hear from the person that it is that you actually like or actually feel. The other people are just there just in case. Like I was saying for the fear thing. I'm smiling right now, which y'all can't see, but the reason I'm smiling is because this just takes us back to earlier when I was discussing the chase and I laid out how you always going to have the one, the safe option pretty much that you know is going to be there. You know what you've got in them. But then when that more intriguing option presents itself, that's probably the one that you're going to be more invested in just because there's more excitement surrounding it. And I think as we both kind of agree, it's once you put in that work, it will be more fulfilling. Yeah, but we I'm not chasing no one. You're not. Yeah. So this is just the other. I guess this will be the other side of the chase or. Maybe this is opposite of what the chase is, but Maybe there's, they, there's similarities. They, they might not even know, like it's not a ch- well. I guess it might be. The reason I'm saying it's a chase is because there's a roster. Okay, let me ask you this. You know, like how I was saying, how a lot of my friends, as well as me, we um kind of want to talk to that one person. If we have a roster, we still kind of just want to talk to like that one person and will be pretty inconsistent with the others until we get what we want from that other person? Do you think men are like that too? Or do you think you guys kind of spread the attention out through everyone? That's a tough one. Only because, like I was saying earlier, unlike you, I'm not as similar to my friend group in terms of how we deal with romantics or the women in our lives. Me, like I said with my definition, if I'm if there's multiple women involved, it's not dating to me, but if there's multiple women involved, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to give my best to each woman because I feel like that's what they deserve until we decide what's gonna happen and even whether if or not- you're feeling one very strongly more than the rest. 
Well, at that point in my mind, I might be feeling like I'm giving my best, but that might not be the reality. Just because if if I'm feeling one heavy compared to the others, then yeah, she's probably getting grade A. And in my mind, I'm still doing a pretty good job with the other ones. But if you were to ask them, they probably feel differently. Because I feel like women can definitely sense when somebody else is involved or there's another woman in the picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Intuition is real. I agree with that. So I think they would they would be like, you know what? He's kind of like half here. What's going on? That kind of thing. So let me ask you this, just so I can, because I'm really trying to understand the other perspective here. Is it possible to casually date somebody and then, I guess, regularly date somebody else at the same time? No, I think you're either casually dating or you're dating. Intentionally dating. So there's no in-between. It's either casual or or intentional. Yes. Casual, I think, is for people that don't know what it is that they want or they're still trying to figure that out or that's just the kind of lifestyle they want to live. I think that's for that. I think intentional dating is for people that know what it is that they want and are looking to build something further than just dating, if that makes sense. It makes sense. And <laughs> if we go back to what Zeke from Think Like a Man, the way he operated, I feel like he would be the type to try and pull off casually dating somebody and intentionally dating somebody else at the same time. I think that would be a Zeke move. <laughs> you know what? You actually might be on to something. Now, I just got to backtrack a little bit from earlier and clear it up because I ain't like the reaction you was giving off. When I brought up Zeke in terms of who I was most alike and think like a man. I'm screaming. The reason I pointed out Zeke is, yes, he was called the player. But if we're talking about myself, the the energy and the characteristics that players have is something that I can see some tendencies that I have. Like, they have great confidence. I feel like people do enjoy being around them in a social setting. Like, there is good energy there. I'm not necessarily talking about the negative qualities that come along with being a player. That that wouldn't be me. I don't mm-hmm. fall under that. I'm talking about just somebody fun to be around. I'm talking about smoothness, like how you try and get yourself out of this right now. I mean, if smoothness comes naturally, that's just who I am. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that could be part of it. Ain't nothing wrong with being smooth. Mm, I heard you, for sure. But... We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. And as always, we'll end with our final two cents. For me, my last two cents is to just figure out what it is that you like or are looking for. And once you have that figured out, just be intentional with that person. And also just be direct with what your intentions are from the jump to save everyone a lot of time. Just don't beat around the bush communicate directly what it is that you're looking for and if the person is not on the same page then go ahead and leave them alone and save yourself some time jordan you got any two cents i do number one if you if you're gonna be involved with somebody y'all need to lay it out on the table real early of what dating is because you might run into me (laughs) or somebody else who thinks like me where dating and talking cannot be the same thing so I really advise everybody out there, make sure 
y'all definitions are communicated because a lot of us do not think the same, even though it might seem like that. So you want to, those are things you really want to talk about in all seriousness, because it's important for y'all to be on the same page. And if y'all never speak on it and y'all just go off of assumptions, it could be a very rude awakening. And then the second thing I would say is, I mean, it's, it's no reason to still be out here trying to lie and play with people's heads. Now, that is something that I would agree on that we're now too old for. Preach. Yeah, that's that's very young behavior. If you're still doing that in your 20s, shaking my head, can't really, ain't really got more, much more to say to you. But yeah, you might as well just be honest with people. Treat them with the same respect that you will want. We all consider our own time to be valuable. So say what needs to be said. Try not to hide things. And I feel like if you if you keep it 100 with somebody, say stuff up front, it's a lot that can end up turning into good rather than bad and trying to hide your true intentions. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you, Jordan, for joining the podcast and giving some insight on your thoughts when it comes to dating. You can go ahead and give the viewers your info on where they can follow you or any business of yours that you want to promote. First of all, thank you for allowing me to come on here. It was a pleasure. I do plan on being back at some point, you know, whenever the invitation is extended my way. But if y'all want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at JTexNos or on Instagram, which I don't really use that much. But my Instagram name is YoungPoppyTex. And I write and also do another podcast for a blog called The Demo Tape. If y'all think I have a very good opinion or, you know, I might have said something that y'all thought was crazy, you can hear more from me or even read stuff that I write on that blog, The Demo Tape. So y'all can find me there. Once again, it was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Go check that out, everybody. And if you enjoyed this week's show, then you can see something next week as I further discuss social media and dating apps with a special guest. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review. I want to hear your questions and comments on this episode. And if there's a topic that you want to hear discussed on the podcast or if you're interested in being featured on the show, you can reach out on Instagram at Pod or the website, which is www.tryandseesomething.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all next week. You said that we can't make it. I'm pissed, girl, I can't take it. My friends ask me if I'm straight. I said I'm good, I flake it. The distance where I hate it, but you claiming that it's needed. So I focus on my art. That's the one thing I believe in. Now I'm over you. A different season in my life, more focused on loving me. Yeah, I turned my wrongs to rights. Yeah, I fought my inner demons. I found purpose, I found reason. I found I ain't even need you. I found me was all I needed. Found it's okay to feel and how we all go through our seasons. I found listening to yourself, cause you're in the selfish genius. Found them laws of attraction, so I'm selling out arenas through it all, girl. I'm still here if you need me, hey. Yeah.